Oh, well, <laughs> what isn't missing, I guess, is my question, right? I think, um, I think we are very, well, okay. Let me go back to my mm. degree of freedom system. In any system which has sufficient number of degrees of freedom, but not too many degrees of freedom where I can continuum, but not too few where it's all very simple, I think can have interesting and surprising dynamics, which can, which can sometimes be mitigated by, by control, but sometimes can provide challenges for, uh, um, and surprises. So indeed, a dead fish that can seemingly swim upstream because of novel mechanics, fluid mechanics, elasto-hydrodynamic coupling, uh, that's a that's a great question and and i don't know the state of the literature on that but i would be impressed if people have a, a deep understanding of the mechanics that allows such uh, uh mm -hmm. such swimming to take place yeah i'd be impressed mm -hmm. but if we don't understand that using your example how can we how can we credibly say we can you know design in a rational way uh, in a systematic way now we may be able to come up uh, you know build cool things and then test them out but we may not have an understanding of why they work a deep understanding of why they work mm -hmm. Wait, I, would that that's, I would bet that that's the rule not the exception for most of soft robots interacting with real environments at this stage which is kind of interesting to think how in the 21st mm -hmm. century right i can't predict why a kind of soft robotic worm succeeds in certain uh, environments and, and, and fails in others. I think that there are interesting principles to be learned mm. via systematic laboratory study of, of robots or self-propelling devices with interesting environments, with complex environments. I think that that is something which, you know, it's great designing a device and, and de designing a new material, a new sensor, and, and demonstrating that it does something uh, is great. I think, though, that really pushing to, to test these things systematically on self-propelling devices is in the laboratory, systematically and repeatedly, and not simply look to optimize a particular design uh, via, via you know, some machine learning, I think is a valuable uh, component to, to add to the, to the uh, toolkit of folks working in soft robotics. Look for, in fact, the, there's lots of interesting phenomena that one can learn from in, in how robots, how soft robots fail in certain environments. An example from my own group, which I find, I still think is really interesting, is we wanted to understand how little hatchling sea turtles, <clears throat> which, which are, you know, born in eggs on a nest, in a nest, and clamber out of the nest, and run past their nest mates, and have to avoid predators, uh, like ghost crabs, and, and raccoons, and gulls, and run down to the ocean, and then swim for the rest of their lives. But in that running, they use soft and hard appendages, their flippers, to manipulate all sorts of complex materials, including hard sand, soft sand, 
um, beachy grass. Um, and they do it pretty well. They can move at multiple body lengths a second. So how are they doing that? Well, we developed, a, we studied them in the field <clears throat> and we developed a hypothesis about how they were doing it, that they were somehow using a soft kind of passively flexing wrist to locally uh, insert into uh, soft medium and um, uh, basically offload the control and the manipulation of the granular material to kind of the mechanical properties. So to test that, we built a kind of robo-physical model. Um, we call it FlipperBot, I think, at the time. And, and what we discovered is that for the most part, um, it was didn't move very well. And so we started investigating why it didn't move very well, but not because we want to necessarily improve how well it moved, but we were curious as to what parameters in the problem were important for allowed to move. And, and by that systematic study, we discovered actually cool new phenomena in how the robot, and, and we then later hypothesized the turtle, how they can control basically when the material yields and doesn't yield, and how they can then, that lead to kind of a, an ability to keep themselves off the ground. Uh, but we weren't necessarily making a turtle robot to optimize to go from A to B. We were studying the kind of principles of interaction of that robot with the environment. And by doing that, we were able to discover some of those principles, which can lead to better robots. So that's the kind of philosophy and approach that I think would be a valuable addition to the soft robotics toolkit and community.